It's time for Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair in West Reading. Got a question about your vehicle? Give us a call at 610-374-8800 or 888-401-0459. So let's get started with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. Here's Tom and Ashley. Hello and thank you. Welcome to Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley. I'm Tom. I'm Ashley. And we're here. We're actually pre-recording this, so um, unfortunately we won't be taking any uh, call-ins or anything for this segment or this this hour because we are going to be away. Doing training, training. in Maryland yep. for all of next week. Yeah. All, so. of, all, all of this current week, I should yeah, say. Yeah, all of the current week. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to make sure we're yeah, talking getting in the confused present here. tense. In the correct right. tense. That's right. So... so Anyway, being that we'll be away, it'll be awfully hard to get into the studio here, so no. we are pre-recording, yep. and uh, this week we're going to talk a little bit about, well, we're going to start the show with a little bit of winter driving tips. Winter driving. Um, yeah. It's one yeah. of the things that I've always, I've always really struggled with winter driving, because I've always been, I've always been semi-afraid of it, because I was, I don't know, I just never had a whole lot of confidence with it. Oh, I, I, on the other hand, I've drove in the snow all the time growing. Well, well, I grew up on a farm too, so. But you, you're also comfortable with it because you always knew what was going on with your car and you always knew how it handled and that kind of thing. So really tuned in with how everything drove. Right. But when we were, when we were dating, you, I used to make you pick me up when it was bad weather. Yep. And (laughs) your mom used to call it driving Miss Ashley. That's right. That's right. It was driving Miss Ashley all over. But I've, I've become more confident um, as I've gotten older and driving in bad weather and also knowing how my tires are and that kind of stuff and knowing how my car responds. Yeah. In bad weather. Oh yeah, definitely. It's definitely a really good thing to know how your car handles in bad weather. Right. Because, uh. You know, you're going. You're going to go down the road, and if somebody's there in front of you and they stop, yeah, and you need to stop, and there's snow on the ground and it's mm-hmm. slippery, mm-hmm. you, you want to know how that car's going to react when you hit the brakes. And the kind of the thing with bad driving in bad weather is you can't avoid it a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, I mean, there will be situations where I remember a couple of years ago, we bought or I was I was out, and it was probably this time of year. And we got like a squall snowstorm that came through and came through really quickly and dumped probably maybe two inches in like an hour. And then it was over, but everything froze. Mm -hmm. And I was going over the hill to our to our house and I looked in the other lane and there was a truck off the shoulder facing up the hill as I was going down the hill. I'm thinking, how did he? Oh, it's icy. You know, (laughs) so you have that realization kind of like right away that, oh, it's icy. And then the first thing you want to do is hit the brakes. Yeah, that's not the good thing Which to do. Which is the worst thing to do. Exactly. So when you do hit an icy patch, what what's the best kind of rule of thumb when you go through when you're when you know the the roads are bad, what is the rule of thumb if you know you're hitting an icy patch? I would try to slow down and go go as slow as possible, but I wouldn't brake. I would just leave off the gas pedal okay. and I would just kind of leave the car coast. Uh the last thing you want to do is hit the brakes or hit the accelerator real fast. If you do that, the tires are either going to lock up when you brake, okay. which um, the analog braking system should help keep those tires from locking up. Mm-hmm. But in those split seconds when they do stop turning, it's going to allow the car to slide whichever way 
it the road kind of angles. Okay, yeah. So that's why you see when you hit the brakes going down the road, you'll see a car slide off to the right of the road because mm-hmm. most of the roads, they, they build in like a, a crown to mm-hmm. them. The, the crown will help the water run off, but... When they it get also, icy. It also steers you off the road it'll when it's steer, icy. Exactly. It'll okay. steer you off the road when it's icy. Yeah. So, but what, so just don't touch, don't touch the gas, don't touch the brake, just yeah, coast just as much as you can. Coast as much as you can. Yeah. Because um, I, my dad, I remember my dad telling nightmare stories about cars, you know, in the 60s when there was no ABS and it was just like mm-hmm. disc brakes all the way around or uh, Drum drums brakes. all the way around yeah. that, you know, hit the hit the brakes and all of a sudden you're facing the wrong direction. So exactly. You, know, you don't want that to happen, but, and then just coast until you, until it's not an icy, icy spot. Cause in, you know, when the freeze thaw, freeze thaw, and then it freezes yeah. overnight. Well, and you have to worry about black ice this time of yeah. year because all, all it takes is uh fog. Oh, that's and true. That's true. You know, yeah. Yeah. It, it, a little bit of fog one night mm-hmm. and it it cools down enough that the road gets wet you can end up with black ice true this time of year very true but i mean the the pendot has been really good with making sure the roads are, are nice and nice and clear or at least brined or salted so yeah. just really good um it just yeah. has to be prepared you know know yeah. what know what yeah. you're getting into uh, exactly yeah yeah so you, you always have to have good tires and kind of be prepared, even though sometimes, like you said, you go out, you go to the store, everything's fine. Yeah. You walk out of the store and, and it's snowing, and, it's snowing and you're icy. like, oh, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. So and you're like, I got to get home. Exactly. I got ice cream in the car. <laughs> well, you just put it on the roof then. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you just, since you're going to drive slow because it's snowing out, you put it on the roof. Yeah. Well, I'll just eat it. And just, eat oh, it. yeah, that's another good thing. Because ice cream yeah, is so good. Exactly. So anyway. you need a roof rack on the car. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so um, some tips when you're, when you know you have to travel in this, what are, what are some good things to. So it's always good to have like a little backup. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to want stuff to like kind of be prepared when you go out. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is it's going to be best if you have like a shovel or something like that in case you do get stuck out there yeah. in, and, in the snow and maybe even some like kitty litter in the trunk the clay some, stuff the 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 bigger well yeah kind of like i wouldn't say the clump like the the stuff the anti-clumping stuff i wouldn't use the clay the clay can kind of get gummy oh oh it'll it'll soften okay. you want the more like the granular okay and granular kitty litter the stuff that won't like clump well, it it'll clump, but it won't get into like a solid mass like the clay does. Okay. Okay. Like the clay will like when when the water mixes with the clay, mm-hmm. it'll make it even. It'll be just as slick Slippery. as the ice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you want that like granular, almost. I, I'm going to say almost salt like sand. Okay. Sand works well too. Sand, yeah. Because you're looking for something to kind of get in the ice and kind of grip. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you want something like such as sand or kitty litter. It's also good to have like jumper cables or flashlight. Yeah, flashlight some, for sure. Some type of warning device or mm-hmm. device to flag somebody down. Mm-hmm. And always carry some food and water. Yeah. You know, in the last couple of years, we've seen these big, huge backups on the highway. Yeah. Oh my it, gosh, like 78. Exactly. Crazy accident. People on 78, and they're stuck there for a day and a half. Oh, so, yeah. 
And it's not like you can leave your car. Yeah. And people go out and, you know, take those people food and water and the stuff they need. Mm -hmm. But you don't want to be out there. No. And, you know, just stuck with nothing. Yeah. You know, so it's and it's good to have a blanket, too, Mm -hmm. to keep you warm. So then you don't have to have the car running all the time. Right. Cell phone, cell phone charger. Yep. And all that kind of stuff. All right. So, we're gonna we're gonna take a really quick break and we'll finish come back and we'll talk a little bit more about um driving in uh, bad weather and then we'll move on to vehicle technology. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. And welcome back to Idle Talk with King's Auto Repair. I'm Tom. I'm Ashley. And this week we're talking a little bit about winter driving and uh, being prepared. Things uh, to remember, things yep. to do. Not, yep. Don't because, panic! you know, the other week we had the uh, the snowstorm. It was going to be huge. It was going to be crazy. And luckily it moved a little bit north and oh, a little well, bit east and we escaped the whole thing. We escaped like like the, the 12 inches they got in, in northern New Jersey. Thankfully. Exactly. Hello. Exactly. Do not like driving in that. No. And I have fun. my trusty Rusty, but that's, that's good. That's right. Yeah. So we were just talking really briefly about things to remember, things to bring with you. Um, another thing that I am terrible at doing is keeping my gas tank full mm. when I know weather is going to be bad. Yes. Because then you get caught in traffic and mm-hmm. you have and you're idling and you, it's you're idling and talking. Yes. Idle talk. Uh, that's right. But I'm bumped. I wish I had a rim shot right now. <laughs> uh, I should have a rim shot for future, yeah, for yeah, future shows. Yes, we should, yeah, yes, we should have yes, that just ready to go. Yes, yes. Anyway. Noel will have to have his finger on that rim shot every time <laughs> Ashley makes a pun. Boom. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> back to the task account. So, um, but I, I really, I, because I'm, I'm lazy. I mean, honestly, I'm completely lazy when it comes to filling my gas tank. I am really good at running down to like. Less, I will not argue that. <laughs> less than a quarter tank, which I know actually is that's another thing to talk yep, about. It's not it's good not for good. the car. It's, it's not, not good, good for the fuel pump. Nope. I know. But anyway, I do that. And um, and I know that I should not do that when you're in bad weather because you don't know if you're going to be stopped. You don't know how long it's going to take you to get home. So And you don't want to run out of gas. Exactly. Do not want to run out of gas because then the car is on the side of the road and you're stuck there. And it gets plowed in. Exactly. And then, then you got to dig it out. Oh, God. Yeah. Dig it oh, with God. like like frozen so, ice balls. I got a little story about digging cars out. Okay. As I saw a little flash up today on, on Facebook and it said about the blizzard of 96. And oh, my goodness. The blizzard of 96, my, my parents had to their, their dairy farm yet. Yeah. And my dad was at work that day and came home. <laughs> And our driveway, it, it was a really long driveway back mm-hmm. to the farm. It was three-tenths of a mile long. Mm-hmm. I know I walked it every day to the school bus. <laughs> but it was only it was only uphill on the way home. Right. It wasn't uphill both ways. Only, yeah. So, okay. anyway, so he came home from work about midday that day, and he made it halfway up the driveway. By the time we got down to digging out it was a Ford Explorer, and by the time we got down to it to dig it out, the snow was level with the roof on it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, it was terrible. And I, wow. I'll have to dig the picture out, and I'll put it up. On, that would be on, fantastic. I'll put it up on our Facebook page. Yeah, I have a picture somewhere 
of we had a we had a tractor with a front end loader on it mm-hmm. and we had the front end loader all the way up in the air and you could just see the tip of the front end loader like the top of the bucket over the snowdrift next to the barn oh my gosh <laughs> That's we, crazy. We, we tunneled to get to it. It was I, crazy. I remember that because that was my first first January <laughs> back from um, when I was living out in California. And I got home in like it was uh, the beginning of December. You and came back from California for that? I did. Oh, boy. <laughs> a lot of people are like, why'd you come back? Well, it's a long story. And if you knew me, you'd understand why. But um, but yeah, I came back from that. And, and that's how I was greeted. So that was, I just remember that because that, it was, because no one, the, everything shut down for oh, like yeah. three days. Oh, yeah. Three it days. Was, it, it was like shut down for a week up yeah. in the northern part of the yeah. county. Yeah. It, was, it was bad. It was crazy. So anyway, so just be aware yeah. if, you, if the if the weather is coming. Um, just make sure you know what the road conditions may be. I know for a fact when um, my I grew up out in Ole and Pricetown Road, we even drive that now, Pricetown Road it can be chaos or it can be super easy. Mm-hmm. But in bad weather, Pricetown Road is always just chaos, absolute exactly. chaos. So I think that may be another reason why I just don't like driving in, in bad weather because Probably. I've always had to drive that road. So. If you can take any alternate roads home that you don't have a lot of hills or don't have a lot of, you know, if it's not really crazy, take that alternate road, even if it's going to take you a little bit longer to take a roundabout way. Oh, yeah. Um, but just know how your how your roads generally are because, I mean, you, if you live in a certain area long enough, you know, like, oh, there's always, like, a weird part mm-hmm. of the dip of the road with ice. Yeah, there's water. always ice here yeah. and there's always water stuck here. That kind of stuff, yeah. That type of stuff. So... Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of new technologies coming out too for in cars to help with this kind of stuff. And cars are becoming just computers. Yeah, giant computers they're on giant wheels. Giant computers that you have seats in. Exactly. On wheels. They're they're sometimes three pedals, two pedals. Well, if they get their way and I don't know, they were, they're talking maybe 20, 30 years to yeah. full autonomous vehicles. You know, we started talking about that before. I just don't know if I can get into, I I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully by You're then I could just, I could just press the button. I won't, it'll be, it'll be, I'll be old enough that I won't care about driving. I'll press the button. My <laughs> Uber equivalent will show up, take me to the grocery store. I'm like, I just don't, I mean, I don't want, I don't know. I don't want to, to own a driverless car it'll be interesting in the wintertime what they do with you know the drive through the snow and that i was thinking about that today well yeah because a lot of those cars rely on video cameras right to be able to see the the lines on the road yeah but yeah and exactly if there's no lines on the road what does it do during a snowstorm doesn't does it stop i guess i don't know i i don't know it's an interesting question i don't think anybody's posed it yet well i don't think that technology is to that point where they they've even considered that yeah you know because it's so it's they they can't they can't get it to fully work right on a regular road right now right yeah so they're getting there but it it's they're in certain conditions they have trouble yet i what i really don't i mean you had talked about this when we were just chatting before when we started talking about this the driverless systems and the radar and the lidar l i d a r yeah um 
I don't I don't really understand how <laughs> any of that works. <laughs> so maybe you want to go into without without yeah. I without mean trying to like without glazing over. <laughs> tell me <laughs> really you know, how that those systems kind of work. Well, a lot of a lot of this stuff, you know, a lot of these new driverless systems are going to rely on radar. You know, the the same thing that they use to see airplanes in the sky. Okay. It's the same stuff that they're putting on the cars but in a shorter wavelength because what radar does is it puts out a little pulse mm -hmm. and it sees how that pulse comes back and it has like a, a, a receiver and a microphone, like a microphone and a speaker. Okay. And it sends a, a pulse out through the speaker and catches it back in the microphone when it bounces off of something. Okay. But it's like really high frequency. Okay. So you don't you don't notice it when you walk by it or anything like right. that. Mm -hmm. But the LIDAR is actually a pulsed laser light coming out of it. And it's a short range radar and it's super accurate. Okay. But its downfall is fog. Oh because the because little water the water crystals will yeah, make it. Oh. The, yeah. So rain and fog, it doesn't work. Okay, and a lot of these a lot of these fancier cars, like your Teslas, mm -hmm. and I believe G GM, their Super Cruise on their Cadillac, that is one of the most advanced right. systems yeah. out there right now. Yeah, is the a is a Cadillac system. Mm -hmm. They rely a lot on this lidar technology. Okay, but they have problems with it seen, you know, through fog. Okay. So there's a whole lot of other technology that comes into play to kind of get around that. But it it's right now the amount of stuff going on in the car realm in there is is just crazy. Well, and it's what I I kind of look at it is is how how well developed are these systems before they can start putting them in a car? And how much are they going to change once they put them in the car and realize that where the flaws are? Because it has to get tested oh, yeah. in real world scenarios mm -hmm. somehow. So is it, do they give it to, I mean, do they give it to, to, to GM employees well, and say, good luck, see how it goes? <laughs> well, that would be interesting. That would be kind of interesting. It'd be like, here, good luck. Yeah, I mean, see you later. Yeah, well, we knew they were, that, that well, something had, like that was done in Ford with try, yeah. try, trying new motors and that kind of thing. But yes, it wasn't yeah. like technology like yeah like driverless and, and it wasn't that kind of stuff but, sensing technologies yeah. but uh yeah so they they actually have a whole city built and i forget where it's at of and it runs nothing but autonomous cars in it there's people that work there and they're testing this okay. but it's not a city it's not like they went into a city and took over and it's said like a hey, Hollywood we're, set yeah. city. It's kind of yeah, it's like okay. a Hollywood set city. Okay, but they have people that are working there during the day and and they walk around, they do their normal stuff, and they have these autonomous cars running there to kind of see and make sure you know and like test these systems okay. to make sure they work correctly. Interesting. So, and it, is that in the United States? It is in the U.S. and I okay. can't remember where. But they have like a whole city, a whole like mock city built up. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I mean, but because it, it has to get tested have to, somehow, and you don't want to test it on regular roads. No. Because if it fails, who? Uh, I mean, somebody it could kill somebody. Right. Exactly. Just like you know, well, what was the there the accident that was in um, Arizona last year with was it Tesla or was it 
Google mm. with the driverless with oh, the gosh. there was an accident. It was I terrible. Re- I don't remember. Yeah, so they using the that the vehicle technology yeah. with the person behind the wheel, but there was still you know there was still uh, an incident and yeah. Um, then the, I think that hit a tractor trailer, didn't it? No, it hit a person. Oh, that's right, it hit a person. It, it didn't stop. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So it, somehow that that, that technology failed. So you know it's like the the driverless or not the driverless car, but the um the um the autonomous car. Their Tesla had um, it was when the first the first um, self driving Tesla came out and with that technology, yeah. and there was a guy that had an accident that killed him. But then they realized that the um, system had failed and had alerted the driver, but the driver didn't put his hands on the steering wheel. Yeah, and it was nine seconds that that oh. guy could actually could have saved basically saved himself and the car, but he chose not to and i don't know why i'm not getting into the detail yeah. you know, but if you count nine seconds on the road you're, so co- you're that's gonna, pretty far you're gonna cover a pretty good distance oh yeah so especially at highway speeds especially at highway speeds so uh we're gonna take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about vehicle technology we'll see you on the other side we're back with more idle talk with tom and ashley from king's auto repair hi and we're back with uh idle talk I'm Ashley. I'm Tom. And we're doing a pre-recorded show here, so unfortunately no call-ins right to today for this this week. Uh we will be back live next week. Um so but right now we're talking about vehicle technology and um you brought up an interesting uh point and when we yes. took this last break is your vehicle knows how much you weigh. Exactly. Please please expand that information. Well, Knows that if I've if I've gotten a little bit extra weight over the Christmas holiday, thank That's you. That's right. It's the thing to talk about. <laughs> you know, we talk, talk about we talked about warranties on Thanksgiving. You, you know, <laughs> another point of contention. Huge point of contention. Yeah. <laughs> you know, usually politics and warranties. You know, two things that cause a lot of contention. So you know, yeah, that was a perfect. Ho- it was a perfect holiday show. <laughs> Politics and warranties, not That's religion. Right. Warranties. That's right. All the things that people argue about on uh, on the holidays. On holidays, yeah. So, so but uh, back to the the weight. There's actually weight sensors mm-hmm. on the seats of your car. They're they first started on the driver's seat, and it actually a lot of them started off as like a position sensor, and it was for shorter people who sat closer to the wheel. Okay. Because in the 90s, when they put first put the airbags in, and shorter people would drive, they were really close to the windshield. They were right. really close to the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. Well, when the airbag would go off, it would hit them harder than it would hit a person who sat farther away. Right, because you're, the airbag is supposed to go off, and then you're... You're supposed to hit the airbag. Yes. Not the airbag, airbag is supposed come, to hit you. Exactly. Okay, yeah. The airbag's supposed to inflate before your head actually hits it. Mm-hmm. And when in the early days of airbags, you, people that sat really close to the steering wheel would get hit in the face as the airbag came out, mm-hmm. and their face would not be cushioned by it. That's where you'd see the pictures of the people who got like hit in the face with the airbags and they'd have the broken, broken noses nose. and yeah. missing teeth Ooh. and all that kind of stuff. Ooh. And and that is where that came from. So they started putting, the original thing was they put a sensor on the seat track that would tell you how close the seat was to the airbag. Oh, on the seat track. Yes. Okay, okay. So, that makes sense. Yeah. So 
when they did that, then they could put different charges in the airbag. So if somebody oh, sat close to it, okay. if somebody sat close to it, they wouldn't inflate the airbag as hard okay. as somebody that was sitting farther away. Okay. So it would have multiple stages in it, and it would it would set certain stages off. Okay. So now, a couple of years later, they realized that people were putting kids and kids' seats in the front seat. In the front seat. And, you know, thinking about that now, it's crazy to us to think that people would actually put an infant in mm-hmm. the front seat. In like a reverse mounted seat. Seat, yeah. Where that seat, that car seat actually sits against that, almost against that airbag. Yeah. So what would end up happening is a car would be in an accident and it would take that seat that was sitting on that passenger front, mm-hmm. it would take that car seat and it would smash it into the rear seat mm-hmm. and injure the kid mm-hmm. yeah. and, and injure the baby in I th- there. I think, that, I think that actually the reason they mandated baby seats in the back is because it ch- killed a child. Yeah. Because no no one had, this is kind of uncharted territory. No yeah. one ever thought about it before. Well, they didn't test that. and Right, it wasn't tested. They, they the knew that it, it saved, you know, they knew airbags saved lives. But no one realized that, okay, if you put a car seat in there, it's going to mm-hmm. smash that car seat. Exactly. It, and, it, and it's it's going to come out with the same force no matter what. No, yeah. So to, to figure out what to do with this, what they did was they, they developed a seat weight sensor. Okay. So a seat weight sensor will say, oh... There's X amount of pounds sitting on this seat now. Mm-hmm. We now know that this is a child sitting here, or right. this is a this is a uh, child in a child seat sitting here because it weighs less than forty pounds. Okay, so if I have forty pounds of junk on my front seat, my light will illuminate saying that the airbag is working. Well, no, oh, wait, has, no, no, no. I'm, that's wrong. No, that's wrong. No, it'll 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 turn it'll illuminate the light and tell you that it's not working okay it'll have a come up with a symbol that says airbag off okay right okay and it doesn't even have to be 40 pounds it could be a pound or two pounds okay it just knows that something something's on the seat is under underweight on the seat okay that it will not turn i think it's 80 pounds is where it actually activates the airbag again. Okay. So in a lot of these newer cars, if you latch the front safety belt, mm-hmm. um, well, or oh, let me back up a little bit. If you set like your purse on mm-hmm. the passenger front seat mm-hmm. and don't put the seat belt buckle in, mm-hmm. it knows that there's weight on the seat and it thinks somebody's sitting in the seat. Right. And now it knows that the seat belt's not buckled. Mm-hmm. So it chimes. Right. BMW likes that. Yeah. BMW I, does that I think for sure. Everybody's doing it now. Oh really? But yeah, that they, they chime at you for not buckling a passenger seat because it knows something's sitting on that seat. Hmm. It just assumes it's a person. Right. Yeah, because it's not it's not the mm-hmm. it's smart technology, but it but it doesn't know if it's a human or yep. just an object. Not yet. No, it will Not, eventually. I'm it will sure eventually. it will because well, we've gone we're they... going down that road. Get it, we're going oh. down that road, Noel. But I'm bumped. We gotta get it. We gotta get it. Seriously, we'll get it see by next I, week. We'll have it. See what That's I did there? Right. See what I did there? Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of myself sometimes. Anyway, so um, 
so so the the vehicle technology is just that that started i mean there there was very um in terms of the seat belts just for just for um fun i remember i had a 1963 buick special i bought yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was green with a landau top Ooh, <laughs> watch fancy. out fancy fancy anyway i was really only the third owner of that vehicle it was a mm. good good unit but the um it still had the original like option booklet that you would get okay. with the car yeah and seat belts were an option for that vehicle and they oh. only had lap belts in the front and yep. no seat belts in the back oh yeah 1963 that's right and one of the neat options that was not on that car was a purse hanger so underneath oh okay very minor uh vehicle technology i'm, I'm sure people remember back in the day when dashboards were metal and there were no seat belts <laughs> talk about eating yeah. the dash because now dashboards are all padded you know there's this there's the the airbags in them and 1968 first first seatbelt was required yeah yep. so that was a 63 yep. so it was an option yeah it was an option in 63 yeah 68 was the first year that the cars were required to have it yeah and i remember one of my friends down the street his mom had a plymouth Valari. uh it was tan and his little brother would stand, it was a bench seat, and his little brother would stand between his mom and the pas- and the passenger on the seat. And I remember thinking, <laughs> what if she stops fast? You know, like... <laughs> well, they called that learning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nowadays, nowadays, they call it abuse. Right. But back then, they called it learning. <laughs> I think that's what my dad called it. <laughs> well, that you... learned you, didn't you there, son? That's right. Lesson learned. That's right. Uh, You'll learn... learn not to stand. <laughs> learn not to put that's that fork a... in the outlet. That's right. You got It's called a seat, and that's where you sit. And that's where your butt goes. That's right. That's where your butt goes. It's not to be stood on. True. That's what he would have told me. True. And he probably would have hit the brakes, so I learned. <laughs> just just, just to see? See what it's like. See, see this is what happens. Well, stop okay. Stop acting up. Now we're telling stories about, I hope my dad listens to this, but when my parents, when, when I was younger, my dad, um, my mom, my dad, and my sometimes my sister and I would go up to New York City, and they, my dad had a big van, and he would put just a chair in the back of the van, just a chair, and he used would to have do that to do with my grandfather. <laughs> you would have to hold on when he's going through the city, the streets of Manhattan. You go over those like cobbles, like la, 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 la. and you were like holding. But it, even better, it was a wicker chair. Oh, <laughs> with... I had a five gallon bucket. <laughs> so, so I got it. I got it better. But if you stopped a little bit too quick, you would just hold on to the side of the chair, and it would like tilt sideways, like. Ee! come back down on the one thing <laughs> so yeah uh, it, things have evolved that's right yes nowadays they'll lock you up seriously yeah you're like what are you doing with just a chair in the back i don't know it's it's yep. fine yeah. did you drink tonight i did it's fine just keep going no i don't mean to joke <laughs> about that it's drunk driving is not something you ever want to do but but, but yeah i used to i used to <laughs> I used to ride up to our cabin on a on a five gallon bucket with my my <laughs> yes with my grand my my grandfather had a work van oh the work and it was, van and it was full of his plumbing supplies my grandmother would be in the passenger seat he'd be driving and I'd be on a five gallon <laughs> bucket in the middle <laughs> that's fantastic <laughs> just going that's, up that's for the wor- weekend that's yep. worse than us <laughs> yep <laughs> so. 
But when we think about vehicle technology, th- that th- seat belts and interval wipers were the very oh, yeah. beginning of vehicle technology. Oh yeah. Well, if you really want to go well, there's way some, back, there's some stuff way back. I did some research for this. Yeah, but, but if you want to go way back, the the Dodge had the first brakes that weren't hand actuated. Correct? Exactly. Yeah, they had hydraulic brakes. They actually had hydraulic brakes, and yeah. brakes were just it was just a wedge that was it was like it was like almost like a. They and had, it was a Ford too. Ca- yeah, they had cables with like wooden blocks. Yeah, and that was that was a brake. Yeah. So you know, wooden blocks against the wheel, and have, that was technology. As far as we've come, I mean, yeah. it's really amazing. And, and now, you know, Dodge came up with the hydraulic brake, and and it works really great because you can apply more pressure to stop. And right, it it's a safety thing. It is a safety thing, and it is vehicle technology. And we don't we don't realize these things, but because if we didn't have technology evolving, we'd still be in a horseless carriage. You know, That's I'm air right. quoting right now. That's right. Okay, so we're gonna take a really quick break, and we'll be back in just a few. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. Hello and welcome back to Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. Hi. Hello. Hi. And uh, we're pre-recording this weekend uh, or this week and I am all tongue-tied because we're in here. It's ridiculous. We're just making fun of each other. Exactly. It's, It's good. So we we originally in the last bit there we started talking about weight sensors and then got off on a tangent on standing on seats and <laughs> where, ev- seat. everywhere else except for what except we were going we to talk about which is your car knows how much you weigh right so we got into talking about that about the seat weight sensors mm-hmm. and and the airbags and knowing that your car knows how much you weigh now and they can tailor the airbag going off to mm-hmm. how much you weigh. Mm-hmm. So when you look at some of these new, the other new things coming out on cars, yeah, they now have integrated parts called telematics, which okay. is where your car talks to the vehicle manufacturer. And a lot of the cars do it. Oh, so, Tesla Doesn't Tesla do that for their software updates? Uh, yes, Tesla yeah. does it, but a lot of other manufacturers do it. GM's been doing it for a long time. They called it OnStar. Oh. GM's OnStar. Clever. That, yeah. Oh. So they knew some driving habits, and they could track you, and they could see they could see a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that you give up when when you drive one of these cars. You don't even know it. Yeah. You're, you just you get even, in it. You just get in and drive. So a lot of the new ones now have a lot of cell phone stuff in them, and not just for your cell phone, but... They actually can. Uh, they actually have a, their own cell phone receiver in them, so you don't have to. They're like a wireless hotspot. Oh, okay, car. yeah. So you'll see them advertised with like four G LTE connectivity. Right. That's the wireless hotspot in the car. Oh. So your phone doesn't have to be your wireless connection in the car anymore. So your car communicates back and forth to a manufacturer. Like if you you're driving a GM or a Nissan or whatever, you're driving a Nissan, it's going to go back to the Nissan headquarters and tell them dri- your driving habits and big that type of bro- big stuff. Big Brother is listening. That's right. Big Brother's watching now. Yeah. But now, I don't really big think brother, they care what I'm doing, honestly. Well, <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> no. They they just want to know because yeah, they, they want to sell you another car. Well, and they also want to know how people drive in different areas. I, mm-hmm. You know, we we kind of make the joke that that we drive. Um, aggressively in the Northeast because for whatever reason, it's just kind of a, 
I would say it's almost kind of a mindset the way we are. We're very fast. Everybody's in a hurry. In the, yeah, every, it, we're high population density. And so people are going to drive differently here than they would drive in like Seattle or Los Angeles or in the Midwest. So that's very advantageous to the manufacturers to understand how people drive to get you know, fuel mileages mm -hmm. and, and figure out how long brakes last and that kind of thing. Exactly. Then they know how to build a car to fit certain areas or right. to do the all around driving. Mm -hmm. So, and, and essentially your car will then know how much you weigh. Yeah. Thus your vehicle manufacturer will know when to market like Jenny Craig or Weight Watchers or something <laughs> like that to you. You're going to get eventually, a little, it'll, happen. it'll eventually be Peloton. like, Peloton. You, yeah. You, you got to go ride your bike today. Got to go ride the gotta bike. Got to go run. <laughs> yeah. You need to run 10 miles today. What? I'm like, 10 today? I was going to do it Saturday. <laughs> anyway, but there's one um, that we were talking about in the shop. There's one uh, technology that I think is really, really neat, and it's an airbag technology. And airbag technology is just going crazy. I mean, because there's the side curtains, there's the front side curtains, back side curtains, there's the bolsters. The knees. Oh, the knee. oh yeah, there's yeah, the knee Yeah, you got ones. your ones at the knees. Certain cars have ones that are like for your shins too. Oh really? Yeah. And then there's different isn't there aren't there um CO2 cartridges or there used to be CO2 cartridges in the clip in of the, the in the seat belt. Yeah. Yeah, they'll put them in the seat belts and that's actually to cinch the seat belt tighter. Right. So as, as it sees the accident happening, it's actually gunpowder is what it is. Okay. And it's some derivative of mm -hmm. gunpowder mm -hmm. and they ignite it and it cinches the seatbelt tighter to help hold you in hold the seat you back. Yeah, yeah. Hold you back in the seat. More. Yeah. Yeah. And, That's amazing technology. And I mean, it's fairly aggressive, but when you see an accident nowadays, you see people walk away. Yeah. In stuff that they never would have survived. Never, never would have survived. Before. But, but all these amazing, amazing um, airbags. And, just for the record, NTSB, when you watch those crash tests, they're only going like 40 miles an hour. Oh, I don't, most of them aren't even doing that. 35 they're doing like 30. Yeah. And yeah. they, you, if you watch those, I mean, go out on YouTube and watch, watch those, those crashes. They are yeah. absolutely amazing. And then they have the crash test dummies in there. Not the people that, not the guys that sang the really slow song, but yeah. the actual crash t test dummies. They have, um, the, uh, velocity meters yes. embedded in them, yes. and then they have like their heads painted different colors to see where the heads land on the curtain side curtain mm -hmm. airbags and on the. And it's fantastic technology. But when you watch those, those crashes are going. only thirty five miles an hour. Well, yeah, I, I just, mean it's yeah. amazing. If they were doing sixty, it'd be a lot worse. Way. And then if you think about it, if it's two cars in an accident, each one of them's doing 60. It's 120 miles an hour. Exactly. double the force where they, of, where they hit. Exactly. But the the one vehicle technology that I think is just really, really, really cool is the uh, pedestrian airbags on the Volvo. Oh, yes. The Volvo has a really neat technology. <laughs> and I don't know if it... Is it in the States? It, I think it's in the States now. Okay. I, I We were at a class and they were talking about it and they showed us a video of it working. Yeah. And, and occasionally, you, you know what? They do have it because I saw a video of a sales guy. They were showing how it worked. Okay. And he picked a car that it didn't work on. <laughs> Whoops. And it, <laughs> I had a 50, 50 I, chance. I'm, I'm, okay. I guess I crapped out on that and, one. And that right there is... Uh, if you're going to go and test something like that, first of all... Just make sure it's going to be the one that works. Well, 
And that's a really expensive test to show that it works. Let the vehicle manufacturer do it. If you're going to take this brand new car and show somebody how this works, you have to replace, from what I read, you have to replace the whole hood on that car. Okay, well, we haven't even described what it does. Okay, so what it does, (laughs) what it does. Getting all ahead of themselves. Slow down, Thomas. The, The back of the hood at the windshield pops up and this airbag comes out and goes uh, there's i saw two different versions one it pops up to kind of deflect and so the person doesn't hit the windshield because okay. it's a lot more upright and the hit right. is harder okay and the other has like an airbag that comes out and kind of goes up the windshield so that's the one i saw yeah that kind of goes up the windshield and the person will hit the airbag on the windshield on the outside of the windshield yep, so what happens is someone there's there's a car driving and there's a person crossing the street or the step down the street, the um, car will hit the individual, the hood will pop up, mm-hmm. and then the airbag will come out between the hood and the, the very front of the hood and the and windshield. The windshield. Yeah. And it covers the entire, or three yeah. quarters of the windshield. Yep. Slides right up the windshield. So when the person is coming up the hood, they hit the, they hit the yeah. airbag. Yeah, because if you walk through town at night, there's always people waiting between the cars to cross the road. Yeah. And that's what they're looking at is how can we make the pedestrian safer alongside mm-hmm. the road that might not be paying attention or mm-hmm. they are paying attention and you don't see them at night. Right. It's really hard to see people. It's at very night. hard to see. Yeah. So, you know, it you don't they're trying to make that a lot safer so the pedestrians don't get hit and hurt. Right. There's also um a bicycle technology that I saw a video of, and it's a helmet that when there's that uh, bicyclist has an accident, there's an airbag that deploys around the neck that looks like a oh, travel pillow. You know what? I did see that, too. I think I that's that was cr- genius. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I Keep mean, you from breaking your neck. Yeah. I mean, my bike helmet just has a sensor that says, hey, Tom, Ashley just had a crash. Go get her, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which has not happened, thankfully, yep, knock on yep. wood. But um, but yeah, that that kind of airbag technology is just really fantastic and has saved so many people's lives. Yeah, and absolutely. just wonderful, wonderful, and and not well, it doesn't seem that complicated though. It, it I mean, it's an airbag. Yeah. So, well, there's a couple manufacturers are all approaching this like a little differently. Okay. Everybody's looking at it differently, and one of the one of the things they're doing, like Subaru has their eyesight. That's okay. actually a p- kind of the same thing. It doesn't protect protect the pedestrian, but it will sense an object like somebody steps out on the road. It'll automatically break to oh, stop. Oh, okay, yeah. So you know they're 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 just trying to uh, to stop the car from hitting the person. Volvo's also doing that technology not to hit the person, but they're trying to back it up with an airbag yeah. too on top of it. Yeah, for when it. Because they're they're thinking that it's not going to be 100% of the time that you're going to get stopped. No. Or that technology is going to see that person step out because it could be at the split second right before there. Mm-hmm. So we uh, so trying to to stop all that, you know, and, and be able to stop the car in time might not work. So Volvo is just going to kind of like back it up and say, hey— we're going to put this technology in just in case this happens. Yeah, it's very wow. smart technology. So we're going to hit a break real quick, and we'll be back on the other side. We'll see you soon. 
We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. And welcome back to Idle Talk. I'm Tom. I'm Ashley. And uh, this week we were talking... We were all over the place. We were kind of all over the place, but it was a good... I think that was a really good conversation about vehicle um, uh, technology. And winter driving. And winter driving. Yay. And dad slamming on the brakes. (laughs) That learned you, son, didn't it? That's right. That's right. It's a good thing you have all your teeth. Well, yeah, I was a little kid then. I didn't have my adult teeth. That's true. (laughs) Dear Lord. (laughs) Oh, hey, I, I actually saw a meme on the internet the other day. On the internet? On the internet. It it was uh it was a whole bunch of people in the back of a pickup truck. <laughs> yes. It's a 1975. Everybody's in the back of the pickup truck. It's all good. You know, nowadays you know, you're going to get pulled over cuz I remember well, I had a truck in the in the early 2000s uh-huh. and we got pulled over and uh-huh. and we kind of got a little bit of a little bit of flack for that. Yeah. But uh, they left us go because we were all older, and uh, you, you should know, have known we, better. Yeah, but we we'll let you known, go this that's time, right? It's that uh, the country that country song. You should have known better. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they kind of left us go, and but um, they told us to go home and and not do that. <laughs> Stop being stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when you're in your twenties, and uh, it's kind of hard to. Sometimes you just can't help it. That's right. Yeah, I can exactly. relate. Yeah, I think we all yeah. can relate. Yeah, I think you know, there's sometimes I'm, I don't that. even know how I made it out of my twenties. Honestly, yeah. I think I, there's a lot of people out there like that. Yeah, you know, that you, you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm still living. Yeah, all the dumb stuff I did made it. Woo! Throw <laughs> <laughs> <is the> party. <laughs> Anyways, so next week we're going to talk about some interesting stuff. I mean, this is a little bit of a dovetail onto the um the vehicle technology and and just taking care of your vehicle and understanding what it does and how it can work in your for your advantage mm-hmm. but we're going to talk about the million mile cars exactly there's a handful of them out there they're out there and there's actually i i did some research just kind of leading up to this um but there's there's an old volvo like um the P100 Volvo that oh. has a million miles on it. Well, that's real old. I mean, that, yeah, it's from I would have thought it would have been like an 850. There is an 850 that I was has, say. yeah, yeah, well, those things square were body, like, yeah, those tanks. were tanks, yeah. There's an eight, yeah, that's a red 850 <laughs> that has a million miles on. There's a Civic out there that has a million miles, and then there's also a Lexus that was heavily written about on the the internets yep. about the million mile breaking yep. the million mile barrier. Every, every automotive journalist out there drove that one, and they were all about it. Exactly, yeah, because they all took turns driving it to get it to a million miles. Yeah, and there's also a Toyota Tundra that had yes. a million miles. So. I saw the I remember the article on a, yeah. on the Toyota Tundra because. That guy Toyota actually went and mm-hmm. and purchased his Toyota back from him and gave him another one. Yeah, and he, and he was like, he's like, I could have kept driving that. It was pretty, exactly. I had a couple more miles left in it. Yeah, <laughs> and I rolled the odometer over on it. Yeah, and then uh, kind of ran out of time. But when you roll the odometer over on one, one like that, it goes to zero, 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 zero because exactly. there's no million. Yeah, Mark. Like, they didn't. They never expected it to make it that. No far. one ever to make it that far. So, so we're going to talk about that and a little bit of how to get your car to that million exactly. miles if you even really want to. And, and um, I we just love to have people call in next week about uh, um, 
how many miles they've they've gotten on their car. So yeah, exactly. I think I think it'll be a lot of fun. I can't wait to talk about it some more. Talking about cars, it's kind That's of our right. job. So. With some idle talk. <laughs> with some idle talk with Tom and Ashley. Sorry, that was my that was my cheese I ball radio voice. I stole your pun. <laughs> So thank you so much for joining this this week. Um, have a yep. wonderful weekend, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Yep. Thank you. <laughs>